Never name a cat after Peter Forsberg. <laughs> he was a diva. Oh, a cat. Cat's a diva. Okay. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Pittsburgh Penguins. We are joined by my cat, Fapa, and also Jim Rixner from Pennsburg. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Not as rambunctious as Fapa, but I'll try my best. <laughs> Who among us could ever be <laughs> as rambunctious as Fapa at 7.49 p.m. on a Tuesday? Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, I think this will be interesting. The first Penguins-Flyers game of a season is always interesting. Um, so before we get into this game, I just want to talk a little bit about what the Penguins got up to in the offseason. Um, I don't think it was a very exciting offseason for the Penguins. Were there any notable changes that got made to the roster this summer that you want to talk about? There wasn't a lot. Your old pal Ron Hextall isn't doing much of anything, like which is kind of culture shock because Jim Rutherford yeah. was just like would make trades and make trades and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But pretty much nothing. Uh, the Penguins lost two players from expansion, which only needed to lose one, but they ended up trading Jared McCann because they wouldn't be able to protect him, and they left Brandon Tanev out there thinking his contract would be too much for Seattle, but mm. Seattle, in curious move, picked him. So the Penguins just signed Brock McGinn, who's kind of like Tanev Light, to a similar contract, and that's pretty much about all they did in the offseason. They signed like Brian Boyle off the scrap heap just because they needed a warm body, but other than that, the Penguins have done very, very little in the past year or so. Yeah, um, settle in for that because that seems to be what Ron Hextall does as general manager. Unless he has changed, which he he may have. Um, we didn't see a lot of NHL roster moves when he was the GM of the Flyers. So, you know, yeah, get ready. I, they won the division last year, so he was kind of like, well, it's, it's a pretty good team, so I'm just going to see how it goes. <laughs> but, like, this year they have a lot of – guys on their last year of their contracts so mm. i think like next summer will be the summer of change and this is kind of like one more bite at the apple with the the names that have been around for a while yeah I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's actually kind of funny when you go to the penguins uh page like the official penguins website on the nhl.com network and you go to the standings for some reason, this is the only one I've encountered so far. The Penguins page takes you to last year's standings when they were first <laughs> um, instead of this year's standings. Well, they are currently in eighth last place in the Metro. Obviously, it's very early. It doesn't really matter at this point. But I just thought it was funny that it like auto directs you to their successful <laughs> last season yeah. instead of showing you this year what you actually want to see. But um, yeah, so the Penguins are three, three and two right now. Eighth place in the Metro, eight points. They are three back from the fifth place Flyers. Um, again, none of this really matters. Seven or eight games into the season, this is all going to change a lot. But um, what would you say has been the biggest problem for the Penguins so far? I mean, okay, you're going to say injuries. Outside of injuries, I wasn't going to say injuries. No, you weren't. Okay, I wasn't what? even going to say injuries. I was going to say the other big okay. problem, which is the plague. They've had six people on COVID so far this year, including three as of now, although it might be two if Latang can come back in time this week. But it's just been guys coming in and out. Crosby just came back for the last game. This will be a second game in. Malkin's missed all season. Jeff Carter, your old friend, 
had COVID, so he's missed three games. So it's just been pretty much a different roster. And you could say, like, of the best four, five, six players on the team, probably four or five have been out each and every game for one reason or another. Yeah, I did see that um, Chris Latang got cleared to play, so I'm assuming we'll see him in this game against the Flyers. Crosby and Carter got back just in time to play the Flyers. Very cool of them to do that. Um, Malkin, though, I don't think he's like nowhere near coming back, is he? Uh, no, they said out for at least the two months. Uh, yeah. I think around Christmas, maybe. It really just seemed like he's trying to get ready for the Olympics, so... I think mm-hmm. he'll be back a few weeks before the Olympics and hopefully not get hurt in that so he can play down the stretch. How has Crosby looked in these first couple of games back? Well, he's only played the one game back since. One, and one, okay. really, it, it was a tough game for him. He had a, a few bad passes and, he, I mean, just didn't look that great. But being first game back in a long time, there's you know, obviously no real concern, but yeah, just the center position in general. The Penguins have had Evan Rodriguez as first-line center for most of this year, and Drew O'Connor, who probably most people haven't heard of as as a key player. And so that that's really, you know, this next week or two should be good for the Pens to have Crosby and Carter back. So at least they have, you know, good players at the top of their lineup now. Yeah, because I noticed that um, Danton Heinen, which is one of those names that seems just completely made up to me. <laughs> not a real person. <laughs> Dan Heinen is the leading scorer for the Penguins right now with six points. You got to assume that's not going to last now that the good players are coming back. But um, yeah, it is pretty weird taking a look at the player stats for the Penguins and just not seeing any of those big names up at the top for now. Anyway, um, even like, you know, the guys that you expect to have a lot of points just because they pay, play with Crosby. They're not really up there at the top right now. So it's it's been like a weird start for the Penguins, I guess. Yeah, it's been very weird. Like Jake Gensel had COVID at the beginning of the year. He only missed mm. one game. He has, only has one goal, but he's kind of looked okay. But again, his line mates have been Evan Rodriguez and Kasperi Kapanen, who's been one of the major disappointments of the season so far. He has a few assists, but no goals. And yeah, it's kind of the wingers haven't really gone on, gotten on track because the center play has just not really been there at all. Yeah, I was going to ask about Kapanen because I, I think I read something, I think it was on Pensburg, um, kind of asking like what in the world is going on with Kasperi Kapanen because he was pretty good last year, right? Like he, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He scored 30 points in 40 games last year, and he had a really good preseason. And even Coach Mike Sullivan was like, we we think he could take a next step. He could be – he could, like, advance to be, like, a star-level player. Like, there's very high hopes for Kapanen in this year, especially, like, with McCann gone. That would open up more chances for Kapanen to play on the power play. And they expected a lot, and he's just – he's been in a funk and he gets like that. I think sometimes he's kind of a streaky player mm. and on Monday in practice, they had him on the fourth line. So I don't know if they're going to try like a tough love thing, get through to him. Cause sometimes he seems like the type of player that, that you have to give his attention like that, that the effort maybe isn't always there shift after shift when he, especially when it's not going good, like it is now. So one of the things kind of from the outside, looking at the penguins that, 
I think has been a kind of a question mark for the last few seasons is Tristan Jari. Um, Cause he seems like an up and down kind of goaltender right now. He's got a nine twenty six save percentage, which is obviously pretty good. Um, how has he looked so far in the six games that he's played? He's been really good to start the season. And that's last year. He was terrible to start the season. And then he was really good in the middle of the season. And then, by playoff time, he was just an absolute disaster. And it seemed like this offseason, he worked on stuff. He's like a Western Canada guy. He's friends with Carter Hart. They do a lot of training together. So it kind of seemed like they both were on, like, the redemption path. And mm. I think to their credit, like, they both started out pretty darn well to start this year. What is going bad for the Penguins right now? Game-wise, not really personnel-wise. Um. The power play only has four goals in eight games because, like, they have, like, Dominic Simone, and they had a five-on-three the other night, and Brian Boyle was out there. So there's just no skill on the power play, which should be solved a little now with Crosby and Carter back. But the power play is not doing well. The penalty kill is doing really well, but just kind of having consistent scoring threats. Like, they've had games where they scored five, six, seven goals, gotten a lot of good luck, like, all at once. And then mm. this past week, they've lost their last three games, and they've only scored three total goals in the three games. Like, all the luck just dried up all of a sudden. So it's been uneven that, like, one game, everything that could go right will go right. And the next game, like, nothing goes right at all. Yeah, I did see that there was that 7-1 to one win over the Leafs, the Leafs like yeah. a week ago. Yeah, that, that must have been. I mean, the Leafs are... I mean, they they seem to be going through it a little bit up there, so that might have had something to do with it. But I mean, scoring seven goals on any team is usually a sign that things are going pretty well. That was good. It, even that game, like a few goals went in off of Leafs players, and like their defensemen mm-hmm. were knocking them in, and it was kind of some crazy stuff. But yeah, that that one got out of hand. But that was kind of like, as of now, at least, that was the high point of the season because at that point the Penguins were three zero and two and. Like, yeah. the story was, oh, they don't have all these stars, and they're finding ways to win. But then, like, in the last week, they played Tampa, who's got it together a little bit, and Calgary has been great to start the year. So I guess it's kind of evened out and caught up to them as it goes. So speaking of this whole finding ways to win thing, I feel like the last couple of years have kind of been – the conversation starts to turn towards like, okay, Crosby and Malkin are getting older. They got rid of, you know, they let their, their star goaltender walk. Is this finally the time that the Penguins start to trend downward? Because, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. It just happens to every team. But somehow Mike Sullivan, who I feel like, I feel like Sullivan along with like Barry Trotz is really the only one that comes to mind off the top of my head as coaches that actually make a discernible difference to the result of their game. What do you think it is about Mike Sullivan that he continues to be able to get this team to perform at an incredibly high level, like, you know, winning the division last year? Like, what is it about, like, what is he doing? I guess that if you can even tell as a fan from the outside, like, is it a system? Does it seem like a culture thing? Is it the way that he treats the team? Like, what is it about Mike Sullivan that keeps getting this team to win? Yeah, like you said, I think you made some good points. It's it's hard to describe in some ways, but he does have a lot of accountability on the team. He has a lot of buy-in on the team. It's clear that they listen to him. They respond to him. 
because it's kind of like you said how it's hard to describe because he's kind of hard on them in some respects but he's also very supportive of the team and um his system like a lot of people think the penguins they think like very offensive minded you know superstars and mm-hmm. and they have that but they also have like a really good checking line with zach aston reese has like some of the best defensive stats and Teddy Bluger is kind of like an under-the-radar, really solid player that doesn't stand out, but kind of just, like, gives a lot of support to the team. And then, like, defensively, I think the team leans on their top four guys, and they're all pretty good. Like, Brian Dumoulin, Marcus Patterson (laughs) was having a good season. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Like, they don't really stand out, but they have enough, like, kind of foot soldiers that just stand in and give enough strength that the Penguins really – They play a lot of tight games, and defensively, they're usually among the top 10 or 15 teams when it comes to suppressing shots and suppressing chances. They're kind of quietly, I think, what Sullivan's instilled is that, you know, they play tight, they play hard most nights, and then usually the secret, I guess, is the power play usually is top five in the league, Mm -hmm. and that kind of puts them over the top of, you know, the average NHL team that doesn't have the kind of, like, high-end talent that they still have. So given that this team doesn't have a lot of new faces on it, so we're talking about a roster that Flyers fans, for the most part, are going to be pretty familiar with. Um, is there anyone in particular that is playing well enough this season that we should probably keep an eye on them, even though they're somebody that we might not usually focus on? The player who comes to mind to me is Drew O'Connor. He's uh, He was undrafted. Last year was his first year in the pros. Right now he has five points through seven games. He's played some center. He's played some left wing. And now that they get healthy, his, his role's going to go down a little mm-hmm. bit more. But he's a player with size. He has good speed. He can shoot the puck. And he's always been a guy that they've liked as kind of like an unknown guy coming out of nowhere and helping him out. So um, number 10 is a player I think you might notice just because he is, you know, big and has a little bit of wheels on him. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's everything that I have to ask you about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is there anything else that you think that we need to know heading into this game? Um, no, I think we touched on pretty much everything. Um, this game, like, uh, it's kind of assumed that Latang will be back, but this will be the first game that Marcus Pedersen and Chad Ruedel will be out with COVID. So mm. it will be at least two new defensemen. One of them probably Latang. They called up. Pierre Olivier Joseph from the minors, so he might make his NHL season debut. So it's going to be like a fairly new team. The Penguins will have like four days off before the Flyers game. So they'll have a little time to at least practice and like get used to it, I guess. And um, yeah, that's that's one thing is the new faces on defenses that could be, if not a problem, at least something to monitor. Okay, so possibly an opportunity for the Flyers to perhaps get some more shots on Jari than they might normally get. Yeah, it could Maybe. be because, like I said, the Penguins have lost three in a row, and mm-hmm. I guess the arrow's kind of pointed down. I'm, I'm sure they're hoping this, like, four-day break will be, like, a reset, and yeah. Crosby and Carter will get, like, more involved and back towards their form. But, yeah, that's what to look for. Okay. And so now, as always, I'm going to make you give me a prediction for the final score of this game. Um, Given that the Penguins have looked bad, I think I'll actually go 5-3 Flyers, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's the other way around. 
five three flyers. See, normally I would be like, yeah, Jim, that sounds exactly right. <laughs> Except that I am just, hold on, let me look. We are about three minutes into the second period against the Arizona Coyotes right now. Um, a team with zero wins exactly on the season. And the Flyers have not yet scored a goal. So, <laughs> and I thought I, when I did this thing with the Coyotes guy, I, I think I picked, I think I said five, three Flyers. Cause I'm like, yeah, the Flyers are definitely going to get a bunch of goals in this shitty team. <laughs> Actually, so far, I mean, there's still time. Maybe they'll get five. Um, but yeah, I'm a little, now I'm a little hesitant to be super confident. I'm going to say, I'm still going to say Flyers win because that's what we do here. Um, but I'm going to say it's going to be a tight one, like 2-1. Two, 2-1? One. Two, one, no. two to one That flat. could be. Yeah. Which I will take, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Although if they lose this game to the Coyotes, I might just quit this whole blogging thing and <laughs> take up yeah, some other hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Find something else to do with my time. Um, before we finish, Jim, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay. For people listening, um, we have a row of tickets for the Flyers alumni game coming up on November 15th, lower level seats. And if you would like to win a pair of those tickets to that game, you need to be the first person to tweet the word sonk at me. So if you're listening to this podcast and you would like a free pair of tickets to the Flyers alumni game, Tweet Sonk at me, and if you're first, you win them. It's just that easy. Jim, would you have any interest in going to the Flyers alumni game? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. I don't think I'll make that one. <laughs> Not going to make the drive all the way from Pittsburgh <laughs> to watch Eric Lindros and John LeClaire play hockey. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I can understand. But thank you very much for doing this with us. This yeah, no problem. Fun. Always a pleasure to jump As on. As always. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this... Flyers-Pens game is a little bit more fun for everybody than this Coyotes game has been so far. But there's a lot of hockey left to play. So maybe by the time this gets posted on the interwebs, we'll all be laughing because this game went the way it was supposed to. But anywho, Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Um, You can find me usually just at Pensburg or pensburg.com. Check us out there. We always appreciate it. Yes, Pensburg is one of my favorite hockey sites on the SB Nation Network. You guys do excellent work. So everyone head on over there, learn a little bit about the Penguins that you might not know. Laugh a little bit about the fact that Ron Hextall is their general manager, and so they will make zero good moves over the next five seasons, if history is any indicator. Um, And I hope that everyone enjoys the game. Jim, I hope that you enjoy the game. You're one of my faves. Thank Thank you. you again. Yeah. Everyone enjoy the game. Hopefully the Flyers win. Go Flyers.